Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today, the NIH finally admits to funding gain-of-function research. Uh, Joe Biden, is he okay? And uh, we have our first female four-star officer, except there's just one problem. It's not actually a female. We've got, uh, we've got a lot coming up today, folks, and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by a political commentator, John Doyle, who is weirdly in a hat. I don't know. Thank you for having me and for, uh, I guess, bringing attention to the hat. You're welcome. Host of Heck Off Commie, True. by the way, which you can uh, you can find. Are, are you you're on YouTube, right? Yes. Okay, but you also have a website. Yes. Heck, heckoffcommie.com. Yes. Okay, great. Go there. Uh, also joined by Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed, which you can hear uh, every weekday morning. Also watch it on Blaze TV. It is it's it's for the people who are up really early, mm -hmm. like Pat. Or you can listen anytime. You can the for the podcast, yes. yes. But I am not wearing a hat currently. You're not. No. You're not. I do like the shirt, though. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's get into the headlines. Uh, a couple of interesting stories today. Namely, the there is a top NIH official who finally admitted in a letter yesterday that U.S. taxpayers did, in fact, fund gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses in Wuhan and uh, revealed that EcoHealth Alliance, which is this nonprofit that uh, funneled money, NIH money, to the Wuhan Institute of Virology was apparently not transparent about the work that it was doing. So technically, this is the argument, technically the United States did fund this research that we claimed that was not allowed, but it was just an, an accidental funding was what happened. So oh, uh, yeah. don't you hate it when that happens? That happened to me three times last week where no. I accidentally sent $500,000 to three different entities. I was so pissed at the end of the week. I'm like, okay, I got to pay better attention here. Never doing it again. Not doing it again. Never again. again. We're no. in stage three of the four stage cycle. It's always this isn't happening. And then when a little bit of evidence yeah. comes out, well, it's a conspiracy theory. Uh -huh. And then it's, oh, wait, okay, we accidentally did it. And then it's actually, this is a good thing that yes. it's happening. Same thing with like inflation and the, the supply chains being messed up. It's like, this isn't happening. That's conspiracy theory. Okay, it's happening, but it's actually good. Yeah, bread lines are fine. Yeah. It's you who needs to adjust your expectations. That was actually a thing that they said recently. They I know. Because it allowed for people to like have community or something. <laughs> like they, they said that like, you know, oh, well, you still wait in line at the drive-thru, so what's the difference? And it's like, I don't know, not getting shot. <laughs> Namely, well, depending on what neighborhood you go to the drive-thru in, but it's know. true. You might still get shot. Yeah. Not here anyway. Uh, all right. So in this letter, uh, apparently this is Lawrence Tobik of the NIH cites a limited experiment, he says, that was conducted to test if, quote, spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to the human uh, ACE2 receptor in a mouse model. And then the laboratory mice infected with this modified bat virus 
coronavirus became sicker than those infected with the unmodified bat virus. Now, in this letter, I would just like to point out he does uh, avoid using the term gain-of-function research, which I know has been a little semantics game, this cute little semantics game that Anthony Fauci has continued to play with Rand Paul. Uh, but the work he described matches gain-of-function definition, like, very precisely. So obviously it has happened. And he says that uh, EcoHealth failed to comply with its reporting responsibilities under the grant. They also were required to submit a secondary review in the event of certain developments that might increase the danger associated with the research. And uh, they were supposed to inform the NIH, but they didn't. So I guess my question is, and I, I agree with you, John, um, I I do think like they're very they're they're just trying to like move uh, the Overton window, just trying to like slowly shift the goalposts so that they can get away with it. But um, are we going to like is is that going to happen or is America generally just as a whole just going to be like. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. No, you're right. We, they, we should have done it. It was a patriotic thing to do or whatever they're going to come up with. And we're just going to sweep it under the rug and move on. Yeah, probably. I have very little faith in the ability of the masses to, to actually think for themselves. And so I think that like probably 93% of people are just going to respond to like what the narrative tells them to think. And that's so a if, really precise that's percentage. The, oh, I'm giving a lot of thought. Not as, 90, not as, 95, 93. As someone capable of critical thinking and penetrating thought, I have taken the time and done the math. <laughs> I but you. I think that uh, they are, and it's almost maybe a sense of ignorance and lacking agency, but I think it's also a sense of comfort for people because understandably, a lot of people don't want to think about the fact or the idea that like perhaps the people who are in charge of telling them what to think are trying to mislead them uh, maliciously. So they kind of almost want to live in this sort of naive sense of like, I can drive to work, drive home, listen to NPR and everything's going to be fine as long as I get my paycheck and not have to worry about like the types of things that are actually going to happen. Yeah. But also, I'm not going to pretend that I even know what gain of function means. Like, it's all just nonsense to me. I'm just, like, when it comes down to affecting my day to day, wear the mask, get the jab. No, and I just move on. Like, I don't, I don't want to invest time in it. So I don't even know what that means. Really? I'm not kidding. I, like, literally, I could not define that. I feel like I have a pretty general uh, is idea. It, is of it what like it is. The, I'm not a scientist, obviously. Intentionally so. engineering, uh, like, the sort of path that the virus takes or something like that? Yes. Okay. I. That's a pretty yes. general... Essentially, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, without getting too technical. Yes. I mean, I don't... Look, I know who I'm talking to, so we don't want to get too technical. What does, so. that, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, Pat, what are your yeah, thoughts? I, it's, it's amazing the number of things that have been conspiracy theory that, as John pointed yeah. out, then later on we find out are basically true. We're going to find out this came from the lab, too. We're going we're gonna to find that out, and that's been conspiracy theory, and... Uh, you're a, th a conspiracy theorist and an extremist if you believe it came mm -hmm. from the lab. Then they start to admit, okay, well, maybe it did. Yeah, it's, it's kind of possible it did. And the, the funding from the NIH, we're finding out, which started out the same way, and now we've gone down that same path. And, I, I, you know, I, I think they, that's how they get away with it. Because yeah. by the time 
By the time we get the truth, we're out. so sick and tired of hearing about right. it. Nobody cares anymore. It's also something that we already had pegged from the beginning, right? I mean, we yeah. saw we saw all of the Fauci emails when all of those dropped, and it's not a coincidence that there is all this weird talk about like, uh, we need to get on a conference call right now. Uh, no, let's not email this anymore. We need to get on a conference call, and all of these weird. It's like, okay, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, we've known this for a while. Some of us have gotten deplatformed uh, from social media for talking about it, uh, and now two years later, I guess the rest of society yep. caught Here up. Here we are. Yeah. Have you ever heard the term celebration parallax? No. Do you know what a parallax is? No. Neither do I. But I think it's, it's something. <laughs> I, I think it's something in physics where, like, if you observe an object from like one perspective, it looks differently than if you observed it from another perspective. That term comes from um, a guy named Michael Anson, who is an author and a lecturer. I think at Hillsdale. Really mm-hmm. smart guy, and he uses that to describe a lot of like what the left does with setting these narratives. And like, this is a great example. Another one is like immigration. So people on the right will say, "Hey, the left is importing people from the third world because they know they're going to vote for them," and then they'll say, "No, it's a conspiracy theory." But then you read any op in the LA Times or in the Washington Post will say, you know, why diversity means like more democracy and like they're celebrating this. So when they're allowed to talk about it, it's this is a great thing and we're going to have so much cool food. But then when the right talks about it because they view it from a different perspective, it's like, no, it's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't even exist. We're going to have so much cool food. <laughs> that, I'm not, no, they literally, they can only, and they think that they're so enlightened and cosmopolitan, but they can only conceptualize culture in terms of street festivals, in terms of food, in terms of music, and in terms of art and clothing. And that voting. is because exactly because they have completely mm-hmm. stripped away any sense of like real identity in this country to where all that's left in culture and identity is what can be sold to you. This is why we have things like graphic T-shirts now. It's like you ask a man hundred years ago, "Who are you?" I'm an American. I'm a Christian. I'm a father. Right. Who are you now? Well, I like this show on Netflix. Look at my shirt. I like Star Wars. It's like it's been totally commodified. And so, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, it's been totally commodified. It has been totally commodified, but it's true. I, I was just thinking the same thing. Right? Totally commodified. He stole it right mm-hmm. out, of, mm-hmm. uh, out of my mouth there. <laughs> um, no, well, but that reminds me of, you know, yesterday it was uh, International Pronouns Day or whatever, and we talked right. about it and, and poked fun at it uh, on the show as well as uh, I did on Twitter. And there were so, I mean, it was agonizing the amount of leftists who got so upset by, butt hurt by it. Yes, yeah. by just me saying I said your your, so pro, your your pronouns are BS, right? right? But I didn't I said the actual word. And you know, it's like they knew what I meant, but they're like, "Oh, so you're saying that pronouns aren't a thing, but you just used one and all this weird stuff." And then it be, and then it became like, um, well, you're white and you, I mean, it just got so so weird. So weird. weird. I know. I just feel like at the end of the day, they're just their their tiny little pea brains can't handle um, civil discussion about things mm-hmm. and like rational discussion about things, which I guess we'll get into. Let's get into that later. With Tomorrow's the, the Dave uh, preferred conjunction day. So Is uh, it? yeah, your favorite conjunctions. Wow, uh, we want to hear about them on Twitter all day long. <laughs> so I just I mean this, the Department of uh, of State actually tweeting that out was just like what an embarrassment to the entire country uh every government agency is um all right you know what let's get into to this topic really quickly before we go 
to the break. Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, today was in, he was attending a series of hearings. Uh, he denied claims that the Justice Department would label parents as domestic terrorists following an October 4th uh, memo that he sent to DOJ employees about intervening in incidents of violence or intimidation targeting state and local school board officials. Here is uh, Merrick Garland on Capitol Hill today. And I want to be clear, the Justice Department uh, supports and defends the First Amendment right of parents to complain as vociferously as they wish about the education of their uh, children, about the curriculum taught in the schools. That is not what the memorandum is about at all, nor does it use the words domestic terrorism or Patriot Act. Like you, I can't imagine any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorism. Now, later in the uh, hearing, which got heated at times, I know there was a back and forth between Jim Jordan and uh, poopy pants Jerry Nadler that you're going to need to go and look up. is very cute. But uh, Jim Jordan at one point did get Merrick Garland to admit that he did start targeting parents for possible domestic terrorism after this uh, National School Board Association's letter came out basically calling parents that watch. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's that's your source. So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick or you just take the words of the National School Board Association. When the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats, when we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all, for this, for the very first line in your in your memo, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board time association of the letter expired, Mr. Deutsch? Uh, it seems a lot sometimes, guys, like the the school uh, unions are running the country because we have, you know, the, what is the name of the, the Randy Weingarten, who uh, her union basically told the CDC how to update their guidance for schools. And now you have uh, the DOJ operating under just the, the words of the National School Board Association. So things are going really great, Pat. Yeah, um, it's fascinating because there's been one incident that was even close to any kind of violence where mm -hmm. the police came in and took down that parent who happened to be a parent of a girl who was, they say, raped yeah. in their school bathroom by a boy who occasionally wore a dress and claimed that he was uh, identifying as, as a girl. And apparently the same kid had done it twice in two different schools in the system. And that is the and you know. It was a pretty mild response. You'd from have him. to arrest me for violence, too, if that I, happened to I'd my child. I'd be baking the news yeah. for sure mm -hmm. under those circumstances. And the way they treated him was just outrageous. That Loudoun County School Board is uh, really extreme and really disrespectful to the parents. And you know they're treating them like domestic terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. It's despicable. Sure. Yeah. That's um, what's scary about. <clears throat> 
like the semantics thing like we were talking about earlier. I forgot who said it, but someone at one point in history said something very smart that was there's no such thing as a nation of laws. And it's like when you have people like this in charge of the laws, they can you know twist the words and anything to mean anything. So if you are a threat to democracy as defined by complete submission to the regime, then you're a domestic terrorist and we can weaponize all of our legal infrastructure against mm -hmm. you. Now it's even like literal parents at school board meetings are being targeted by the FBI. And we, we got that news concurrently with that they don't even track, let alone prosecute like Antifa Black Lives Matter violence. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's an upside down world that we're living in, folks. And it, it you know what? It just gets worse. So there's that. <laughs> uh, we got to take a break first. We want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So uh, the holidays are right around the corner. And I know if you are watching this program, you have a loved one in your life who loves the Second Amendment who loves to shoot themselves some guns. All right, you gotta have iTarget Pro on your gift list. Uh, this is a revolutionary system. It allows you to dry fire, uh, practice with your actual firearm in the comfort, safety, and privacy of your own home. So, uh, by the way, as an added bonus, you're not gonna shoot any holes through your couches or walls because you're shooting the laser bullet, all right? You put the laser bullet in and they've got all, all for all calibers of weapons, whatever you have, you put the laser bullet in and uh, those of you who are watching on video, and not listening to the audio podcast can see they brought it over here. We tried it out. Uh, you put the target up. You use iTarget's app that you can download to your phone and you just keep dry firing. And uh, that's going to help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and so much more. You really want to learn your weapon. Make sure that you stay sharp with your firearm. You can go to iTargetPro.com, uh, save 10% plus get free shipping with offer code NEWS. It's going to pay for itself the first time you use it, just in the cost that you're saving in range fees and ammunition. You got to go to iTargetPro.com. That is iTargetPro.com. TargetPro.com, offer code NEWS. The Biden administration is partially scaling back its intention to monitor Americans' overall bank account transactions. So in their pending $3.5 trillion social spending bill, uh, they contain, which, by the way, costs zero dollars, according to the White House, <laughs> they, they had a proposal that would have forced banks to report gross inflows and outflows in accounts with balances above $600 uh, at any time during the year. So any transactions over $600 uh, would be monitored. Apparently, there was so much uproar. This is what I'm talking about, you guys. With the vaccine mandates, with all of these things, there was so much uproar uh, that uh, today they announced that the minimum balance would be raised from 600 to 10000 which isn't like Big deal. awesome. But, mm. but there's progress. I mean, what they don't tell you, though, is that's 10000 a year. Yeah. That's like movement of $10,000 in and out of your account yeah. in an entire year. If you have a mortgage, yeah. just about that's everybody that's very easy is going to, to have that. So they've done nothing, really. They, they're just trying to smoke and mirror it to make it look like, now see, we fixed it for you. That's true. No, no and, and I don't disagree with you, but I feel like they realize the bind that they're in with the American people. Yeah. With this one, they may get away with it, but even, like I said, with the vaccine mandates, with all of these things, if, if there is enough uproar, they have there needs to do something. We they have can't to do something. roll over and play dead for this. This yeah. is blatantly unconstitutional. They can't just, unless they have probable cause to monitor every bank account in America... Uh, they can't do that. It's it's unconstitutional, blatantly. Well, they say they don't care. It's the only way to ensure that upper income taxpayers pay what they BS. owe. Yes. 
upper income. If you are worried about upper income, you you know put a million dollars a year in and out of your right. account. In, yeah. In a, are you saying that ten thousand to but, you in a bank account is not upper income? Uh, no, no, it's not yeah. for a year. No, <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay, I'm just just checking. Just checking. <laughs> what if we just stop paying taxes? I'm down. Well, I'm going to charge you interest. I won't pay that either. Uh-huh. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to send guys to arrest you and put me in jail. Paid for with what tax money? Like if everybody just got <laughs> together, just really get together. everybody together on that. I would love that. It'd be effective. That's what's funny. If you look into the the history of income tax in this country, it was proposed as you know the same thing. It's only going to be on like the rich yep. people, and yep. then it's always mm. because the rich people are basically like what buy the system, which is why it's you know it's not that they're just being so altruistic when they're you know wearing things to their their events and oh pay you know more tax is if you're rich they know that when they say rich they're not meaning the billionaires or even the multi-millionaires mm-hmm. they mean people making like two hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year and yeah. they just want right. to drive those people into the ground which is why they uh i know a couple times that they've had to flip-flop on they would say if you make less than four hundred thousand dollars a year uh you know you won't be affected by this only people making four hundred thousand and up will be and then they had to be like Okay, well, we, what we meant was a, the combined total. So really, yeah, it's so, only two hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah. And then you know you're going to continue hearing that slide, uh, yeah. kind of similar to what you were talking about. In the, <laughs> first the, the people who are making like you know between like one hundred fifty and three hundred fifty hundred thousand dollars a year, they're not like you know Scrooge McDuck, you know, diving into. They're just no. like small business owners. Yes. And with you're gonna, like, several children, that yeah. money goes real quick. You're going to like crush those people so that you have like no small businesses and everything's just run by like Amazon. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I feel like the left says that they're against well they're stupid so it's it's really easy to like hold these these conflicting views simultaneously when no one's ever going to hold you accountable because you are like a servant of the regime yeah that's fair uh so speaking of biden we got to get in uh some biden clips here so joe biden has like just repeatedly told this very cute story about his interactions with an Amtrak employee, even though multiple times uh, he people have pointed out that the details don't actually add up. But uh, it doesn't stop him from continuing to tell this story. I think this is the fourth time just in his presidency to date. So uh, here is Joe Biden telling an already debunked story about this encounter that I don't think he ever had with an Amtrak worker watch. Uh, Angelo Negri was from, you remember Ange? Ange remember? came up to me one day you when, I oh, was, yeah. Yeah. when they just had announced Ange. that I had Love flown uh, one million some X number of miles on Air Force aircraft. And Ange comes up and I'm getting in the car and he goes, Joey, baby, what are you doing? And I thought the Secret Service was going to shoot him. I said, no, 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 he's good, he's good. True story. True story. And he said, I just read, big deal. Mm. Big deal, whatever it was, a million, 200,000 miles. Air Force, you know how many miles you did Amtrak? And I said, no, Ange, I don't have any idea, pal. He said, let me tell you, we were at the retirement dinner. And he said, we added it up. You averaged 100, I think it says 21 days a year. 121 days a year, 36 years, plus as vice president, boom, boom. You have traveled over 2 million miles, Joe. I don't hear any more about the Air Force. Well, hold on. The story gets a little confusing because uh, because later he, you would understand how he racked up all of those millions of miles on Amtrak because uh, he only commuted every single day on Amtrak for the 36 years that he was vice president is what he says. Watch. I, I commuted every single day for 36 years as president, vice president of the United States after my wow. wife and daughter were killed. I oh. went home to see my family never stopped. 
go and doing that. That is that's got to be the he's that's a record. I think that's a record. That, for that is a record by mm-hmm. far. That's so a long tenure. Congrats to Joe Biden <laughs> for that 36 years served. Hey, I don't know why he keeps telling this story. It's not that compelling in the first place. Even if it's true, it's boring, and who cares? It is I, very weird. I don't weird. care if you went 20 million miles on Amtrak. First of all, and then he loves it because he thinks it makes him middle America. Yeah. Well, Amtrak is damn expensive. Have you ever taken Amtrak? Uh, I haven't. It's pricey. But yeah. And to take it every day back and forth from D.C. to Delaware is crazy expensive that would have cost a fortune in taxpayer dollars uh and you know angelo had been dead for years when he said this occurred or had retired and wasn't around anymore and so the whole thing um is is made up to begin with uh it's a stupid story anyway even if it is true and it doesn't show him to be a middle class guy i mean if you took the bus every day right or the subway every day. Yeah. Maybe that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. He do, he is really equating Amtrak with the subway system. He is. I think he is, which is just something not. an elitist would, it's not like would the actually do. Yeah, uh, John, I want to get your thoughts on this, but let mm-hmm. me play one more clip, which is uh, Joe Biden in Joe Biden's America. He explains he just wants to uh, literally take millions of automobiles off of the roads he says literally not me and because there would just be amtrak would be so great everyone would be riding it watch well, do you realize the chinese are now building another high-speed rail line and will go up to 300 miles per hour you say what difference does that make biden well guess what if you can get in a train and go from here to washington much faster than you can go in an automobile you take a train you take the train we will take literally millions of automobiles off the road. Off, off the road. road. Mad when he says that. Saving yeah. tens yeah. of millions of barrels of oil. Yeah. Dealing with cleaning up the air. This is not hyperbole. This is a fact. These are facts. He, I, I do. So, do you think that he's he does the little repeat? certain lines when he his brain is trying to think of what he's supposed to say next and yeah, he's buying and now it's time a habit too yeah so. i think even that requires uh, a higher level of cognitive processing than he's at because that that requires that he's conscious enough to know i don't know what to say and i think he's just like skipping record <laughs> like he's just repeating oh, it. oh yeah, yeah yeah but every time i've ever like written a speech and i've said something that was hyperbole i always add the sentence this is not hyperbole to disarm the listener so that they're more and no, i'm not even kidding <laughs> i, so that, I that, believe you well you have to you know if you want to the crowd to be compelled you, you have to but yeah i'm very alarmed by the the anti-automobile rhetoric because i mean the automobile even ignoring its its cultural impact in america it's like that is freedom like you can get in the car you can go wherever you want like in the midwest you know oh 10 hours let's just drive i guess that's a midwestern thing apparently other people just buy plane tickets but we, we like road <laughs> trips i don't know but it's like I think their end goal is that they would like to have these urban centers established throughout the country connected by rails and then that's why they mm-hmm. want to attack homeownership and suburbs and things like that. And if they can get people off the roads and driving, then like yeah, your only option would be like some high speed rail. And then it's also I think a they have more control. Yeah. yeah, over your schedule. Yeah, it's like a symptom of the further decline in like even masculinity because there's just something about like you know a man in his car. You just don't touch a man's car. Like a guy, if he has a problem with you, he'll like knock on your door and break your teeth. But he's not going to key your car. That's only something like women will do if they're mad at you. They'll key your car because they don't get it. And it's like saying that we can't even have cars anymore. It's like what do we have left? You know, this this has really derailed. No pun intended. Get it? 
No pun nice. intended. Uh, no, well, it is interesting. Just one more thing to point out on this, because I do think it is interesting that he keeps trying to, he's always been like, like you said, Pat, middle-class Joe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, union union guy Joe. But all he's doing, really, it seems, in this presidency is, like, uh, alienating the unions. Yeah. All of the oil and gas workers, uh, you know, all of the labor unions, when you're talking about taking automobiles off of the roads, it's just incredible to see him at the same time that he's basically telling these people, I don't want you to have a job. He's also trying to portray himself as this union guy, middle class. I'm actually kind of... I take back actually almost everything I just said because oh. I'm, I'm ex- I just realized I'm actually excited about this in a way because um, I was at a gas station recently and this kid came up to me, he was like 17 and he complimented my car and he asked what I did for a living and I told him and he was like, oh, and he's like, so you politics, so what are you? And I was like, I'm like, I'm right wing. He's like, oh, is that like Republican? And I was like, look at this kid, handsome guy, smart kid, but he had like no concept of politics and like there's wow. an entire genre of young men in this country who are car guys, but they don't even pay attention to like news. And I just, you know, I like cars, but like I couldn't imagine not paying attention to the news. But it's like as this becomes something that affects their lives more day to day, maybe that's how we can get more of these people to come out to vote because we still have like tens of millions of people in this country who don't even show up to vote that probably would vote for yeah. us. And so if he like tries to push them on cars, like kids like that, they might show up and they might. They actually We're going to red pill them all. The yeah. other weird aspect of this is his fascination with trains. I mean, <laughs> trains. Why are we going back to this outdated mode of travel all of a sudden? Because he's 150 years old. I, I guess so. And, and the train will go 300 miles an hour. An airplane goes 600 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. And probably costs about the same. If you're to take high-speed rail like that, you think that's going to be cheap? Uh, no. No. No, it is not. It'll cost you probably what a plane ticket would cost you. You'll get there faster on a plane. <laughs> right. right. It, it's crazy. It is. It is very bizarre. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So if you have not yet checked out Built Bar, you have to. I was just eating uh, a coconut puff, a Built Puff, earlier this morning. And um, I think I just got an email that those are back in stock. Listen, it's like a, this marshmallowy texture that has chocolate uh, all around it. And you may think to yourself, oh, you must be talking about a candy bar. No, no, no. I'm not talking about a candy bar. I'm talking about a protein bar. They have up to 18 grams of protein. The Bill Bars are 180 calories or less. These puffs are even lower than that. They've got four to five grams of sugar, four to five net carbs, but they don't taste like it. You feel like you're eating something that is kind of like junk food, but you're not. You can stay healthy, stay on track, uh, not expand your waistline with Built Bars. You got to go to Built.com. Use promo code NEWS15 to save 15% off of your first order. If you go to builtbuilt.com, promo code NEWS15. U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health, uh, Rachel Levine, who also is very ironic that she is the Assistant Secretary for Health. Uh, this is actually, yeah, this people are who are watching the video, they're like, wait a second, that's a man, man. Uh, so Rachel Levine, who is, of course, a man who uh, calls himself a woman, uh, claimed the title of first female four-star officer in a video where uh, they boasted about diversity for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which, as we know, is the only reason that Rachel Levine got this position. Watch. The path towards equality is a long one, but today we are taking a historic step forward with the appointment of Admiral Levine as the first openly transgender four-star officer across the uniform services. 
I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps and the first openly transgender four-star officer Wait, to serve across any of the eight uniformed services. This is a momentous occasion, and I am honored to take this role for the impact that I can make and for the historic nature of what it symbolizes. Okay, I just really feel like this community needs to uh, get together and firm up their talking points here because they keep telling us, no, 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 we're not trying to say that we are female female we're because we understand it's sex and gender they're different things okay what we're saying is that she's a trans female but then she says she's the first female officer but yeah. then she says also she's the first transgender mm. which one is it i love watching the full cycles of liberalism play out in front of our eyes so we had a hundred years of feminism so stupid. and it started with women are more than their vaginas and mm -hmm. then a hundred years later and then mm -hmm. you have now we're just back to just like birthing persons and, and the word woman just means nothing anymore yes and women and like we actually don't get any sort of um awesome roles or championship you know oh, awards was, in sports or anything because men are just taking over i was so happy to see that um margaret atwood who wrote the handmade Tale. She tweeted out oh. an op-ed the other day mm. um, about how, you know, why can't we say woman anymore? And she just got absolutely just trashed by all these leftists. You're sexist. And I, at first I was like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. And then I was just like, you did this. This is the world you helped create. So it's I hope you're happy. Mm -hmm. It's true. But I mean, really, it's like, it, it's, it's the same, it's the same thing where they, what, Lady Gaga, not that long ago, I feel like, came out with that song called Born This Way, where the whole argument uh, is that, like, you, we, you should accept everyone for who mm -hmm. they love, which I agree with, because we're born this way. Right. But now they're like, well, we're not born this way, but we just want to be whoever the heck we want to be. Mm -hmm. But we're not trying to be female. We're trans female. But wait, we're fe I just I and need it can a, really be I different every day if yes. they want to. I, I, it's I how you identify at any given time. And your pronouns can change on a regular basis and nobody bats an eyelash. And also you but you are uh, transphobic and all the phobics if you don't keep up with That's those right. particular pronouns. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's incredible how women have just been swept aside and they couldn't care less anymore. And even when you say, well, look, what aren't you setting the precedent here where a heterosexual man could claim to be identifying as a woman go into a woman's bathroom and assault an actual woman well they completely dismiss that possibility despite the fact that it's happened in real life multiple times and it yeah. just doesn't matter anymore they don't care i mean on top of that i, I find it particularly insulting that uh th i guess this was the only trans person that was even on the radar because this is a person who in his own state of it was Pennsylvania, right? They did that same uh, uh, dictate to all of the nursing homes during the coronavirus outbreak yes. at the beginning, where you had to move all of these nursing home patients who were just in the hospital. You had to move them back into the nursing homes. So at the same time that uh, Rachel Levine was uh, overseeing this, Rachel Levine was also moving uh, the, his, her, whatever you want to call, own mother out of a nursing home because obviously right, because Rachel policy. Levine knew what was going to happen, that it was going to kill people. So this is a person who, like, you can't get any more despicable than that, yet continues to be elevated. 
it doesn't make any sense. For 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 uh, secretary, assistant secretary for health, which health. I feel like yes, I feel like like just as a bare minimum, they should probably not be like mentally ill. The most um, disastrous <laughs> idea probably in the last 300 years is don't judge a book by its cover. Why would you not judge a book by its cover? <laughs> Obviously not an actual book, but like the implication is like it's on the, yeah. it's like you, they're, they're, they're asking you to like reject your instincts and yeah. your, your amygdala and all of your things that wait, something's wrong there. It's like, I look at that person, why would you ever listen to what they have to say about health. The only like advice I would like, you know, look in a crowd like, things have been going too well. You know, it's a little bit too easy for me to get out of bed in the morning. Who looks like they could help? You, and then I'd be like, hey, how do, how do I become mentally ill? And then like, this is a, like, you look at the face and it just, it, it's pleading for help. Yeah, yeah. Assistant secretary for health, which pretty oh, much sums up. Is pleading for also, help? No. I do, I do want to clarify too, because a lot of times we fall into this like, oh, well, you know, if you insult them, it just means you don't have an argument left because that's what, you know, Ben Shapiro always says because he gets insulted. And that's true. But it's like at a certain point, you have to wonder. Like if you were sitting down with, with that person and you were like, okay, well, gender, like you were just trying to go through and make it all make sense. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to say, let's put the logic aside and just, why are you like this? Like what happened to you? Like yeah. sincerely, because if you look at like all of the most just weird and perverted, like, you know, theories of gender and psychological development throughout history, it's all like projective. Like Sigmund Freud was molested like all these people have had terrible things happen to them and then they in, like project that mm -hmm. outwards into the theories of this is how the world actually is and it's like no people are just normal yeah and sadly we now have a uh, medical community that is enabling all of this to happen and i would say in some cases pushing uh for it all right we've got to take a break but first we want to thank our sponsor shamani so uh i would really love like an extra hour or two or like eight uh of my night's sleep but with my crazy schedule and a child that like literally never sleeps, still never sleeps, over one year old, never sleeps. It's not gonna happen. I know there are a lot of you out there who can relate and you look at yourself in the morning and you're like, I look like I've aged 100 years since last night when I got no sleep. Well, you can look well, west, well rested with Genucel from Chamonix. Now, I have been talking about Genucel uh, because this is the company that utilizes plant stem cell therapy, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Um, look. We, none of us get enough sleep. You guys need this. This is a new technology. Genucel is an incredibly powerful natural serum. And with immediate effects, Genucel is guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or you get your money back. Uh, yes, you will get your money back. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvements in two weeks. Uh, a true Chamonix classic Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. It has been working great for me. It can work amazing for you as well. We've got a before and after uh, also to show you. This stuff really works. If you're like most Americans, you're not getting enough sleep. You're probably not going to do something to get yourself more sleep. So you got to order Genucel. If you order now, you'll get 50% off of all Genucel packages. That is five zero half off. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Y. That is L-O-V-E G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Y for 50% off. We talked yesterday about uh, this Netflix employee walkout where, uh, guys, it was it was horrendous. There were dozens. I'm talking dozens. No. Of, yes. Dozens of employees who wow. walked out. Dozens, wow. according to The New York Times, even. So, wow. yeah, it was, I think it really affected Netflix. That could be Shook them to their 36 core. 36 people, maybe? Could, it could. You know, 24 
Maybe. 36. Baker's dozen. Uh-huh. Maybe just the 13. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but here is a look. And again, I think most of the people here in this clip I'm about to play are, are media with cameras. Uh, but here is a little clip of some of this protest. There was a man who showed up who literally had a sign that said, we like Dave and jokes are funny. And uh, he was just trying to counter protest very peacefully. And this is how they treated him. Watch. So those of you listening on audio, they ripped his sign down. They're stomping on it. They've broken the sign off and left him with a stick. And now they're saying he's got a weapon. So that's so cute. Then this girl who deserves to be body checked. Yep. Uh, up in his business. Yep. Touching him, I think, at some points. Trying to block him. more peaceful than that he's like i don't know why all the violence i just love dave chappelle and i think his jokes are funny and they couldn't even like they couldn't even let him be heard they had to yell in his face uh shake tambourines in his face and then that one chick like i said who deserves to just get checked uh because she was she did touch him several times was up in his business would not have ended as well for her if that were me I don't want to use the hate word, but these people, man, I was at a pro-life demonstration on Monday and uh, we had maybe a dozen, two dozen people and at, at um, where was it? UNT. Mm -hmm. And there were literally like 400 Antifa, you know, leftist pro like agitators that showed up to counter protest our protest. And I've got the biggest me uh, megaphone the money can buy. So like they could hear everything I was saying. So, but it was just like, they do the same thing. You know, the, the shaking, they're just creating noise. They're wearing like bird masks and like the weirdest mm -hmm. stuff. And like, how could you ever like look at these people and be like, you know what? I want to side with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. When, when would you, when have those people been the good guys? In, in anything. Never. I mean, Literally never. Yeah. You talk about the definition of fascism, the term that they throw around to the right all the time. That was absolutely fascistic. Mm -hmm. And to that woman who got right up in his face like that, and she's wearing a mask for protection, he should have been blowing in her face. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see how long she stands right in front of his face while he's blowing his germs on her. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little more Sean Connery type behavior in those situations. I don't know. I, I Can we get into that? Yeah, let's get into that. Okay. Um, I think that, Where are we like, going? hitting women. So... <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm on board with you. Go ahead. I feel like the reason you don't hit women isn't mm -hmm. because they're like weaker than men. There are plenty of like weak men like in that video who no one would have a problem with hitting. I feel like it's because women are like, you know, these delicate, vivacious, very positive beings. It's like, why would you ever want to hit one? Right. But if you're going to act like a man, I agree. You have to almost you want, they want equal rights. Exactly. And that's the, the only reason to because a man would never get up in a guy's face because he knows the threat of violence is like yeah. always. So the only reason they're doing it is because they acknowledge that they're going to be fine because there's that like mm -hmm. rule. I, no, I totally agree. There are some women who completely abuse that rule, knowing that they can do whatever the heck they want to men, because if the man strikes back, then he's going to be, you know, put in jail. And yeah, I'm I am totally on board with you there, John. Uh, all right. We got to take a we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. I'm better than I thought. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree.
All right, so I guess just to wrap up this Dave Chappelle thing, we've got a couple minutes left in the show. Um, is, is there something about comedy? Is there something about being a comedian that seems to make him infallible, it feels like, right? I mean, the Netflix CEO uh, kind of walked back his, his comments, but it's not like they're removing the content. It's not like they're caving. What is it specifically about Dave Chappelle that seems to make him uncancelable, do you hmm. think? Could it be that he's BIPOC? I don't know. <laughs> I think the. Do you think? I think being black helps him. But he's just also really funny yeah. and really popular. And people relate to his comedy specials. Yeah. I haven't seen this one, but I saw the one before it, and it was just, it was brilliant. Yeah, stuff this one is All not, the way through. It's not as good as the, as not, the one before, but it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's still funny. Like, did you find it like. Did you think when you saw it, oh, the trans people are going to go wild over this? Is it really no. that bad? No. No. Because, well, because if you've listened to anything else that he's said, he, it's not like this is his first time making uh, controversial comments about, uh, you know, gay people or, I mean, it's like right. the, comedians always, or at least they historically, have always touched all of that. Yeah. So I didn't find it to be particularly different than any of his other skits so i was like mm. oh i mean you know that they're gonna lash out because they lash out at literally anything yeah but i didn't i didn't watch it and go oh crap he's gonna be canceled i think i think it's that and i think it also and this is just me being cynical it is kind of like a pressure release valve mm -hmm. for the right because we view these cultural figures whether it's dave Chappelle or Nicki minaj and they incidentally agree with us on like one thing and yeah. all of a sudden they should run for president it's like <laughs> this very like low standard of them saying things that are totally normal hey maybe you should make your own <laughs> medical decisions hey maybe there are actually only two genders and we're like immediately ready to like give this guy like control the executive branch yeah like we should demand <laughs> higher standards that is true uh see kanye west for an example mm. all right we're out of time here guys thanks for joining me yeah. and uh we'll see you guys tomorrow Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.